Welcome beautiful listeners to the Wajibika podcast. It's been a long minute, hasn't it? But we're here. <laughs> this one is the fifth episode of the Wajibika podcast and I am, as usual, your host, Hasua Samita. You listen. I'm so excited about the production of this episode. I have had a dream way before I began this podcast. There was a dream in my head, more of like I desire really, a vision in the form of a sound, a picture in my head of how I desired for the episodes on this platform to sound. Besides the need to have conversations around things that I believe matter, there was, there has always been a desire to just produce art and I'm journeying in it, exploring it. In my head, there was a vision of how listening to the episodes on this platform, aside from being a gentle balm for the souls of my listeners, I desired for it to be an audio experience of art, an experience of art. Can I have a minor extension of the last episode's conversation in which I shared my musings about the value of practice? Well, this girl has been putting such thoughts into practice in my very own life. Do I sound excited? Well, it's because of the music that I used in this episode. Big news, drum rolls. I produced it from scratch. Can you believe that? <sighs> excited. That gives me so much joy. It involved countless attempts of trying and learning and failing and getting unbelievably exasperated as I learned the basics of producing a bit, the variance between rhythm and melody, the foundational, the principles. That part was exhausting but necessary because 
once I had learned the basics via countless efforts of annoying repetition, <laughs> so annoying, I now had the freedom to create my own sound. I created my own sound. I created my own sound and that gives me so much joy. So yes, this is me affirming those who have been greatly exhausted by repetition in an effort to practice whatever craft, I affirm that it can be unbelievably monotonous, <laughs> unbelievably exhausting, unbelievably painful because you might lose patience with yourself as you do it over and over and over again, whatever number of times that are required so as to get it right. But guess what? Trust the process, stay in the process. It takes time and practice to be good at anything that's worth being good at. <laughs> it always takes time. It always takes time, but it gets easier with practice. <laughs> I have been practicing as well, exploring better editing and production techniques and softwares. I, I have a nerd in a way that figuring out processes of creating the technical things, the research, the reading about the things that give me joy, learning those things gives me joy. Just the whole process of creating gives me joy. Art honestly often heals my heart and saves my life. <laughs> Even as I continue to heal from perfectionism, yo, and just be more gentle and kind with myself within the process. So with time, I guess the episodes will sound better, but I'm just grateful for you who is listening, for rolling with me the way that you do, for being here even as I am in my process. Yes. So, on to the next. Moving on swiftly to today's conversation. Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. <laughs> this year is coming to an end. I don't know what this year has meant to you, but for me, this year has been a fire, burning off things that I never thought I would be able to exist without. This year has felt like an infinite series of sacred mourning, like a loop of sacred mourning. I have been writing a lot of poetry around that theme, sacred mourning. <laughs> Although I haven't shared it on any platform yet, I have felt so heavily this year, felt surprised and out of control about transformation and change. It felt often like being placed in a speeding seesaw and being tossed so high, so, un so unexpectedly high, so that I spiraled into oblivion and midair, trying to convince myself that I was in control, <laughs> in control of this transformation and change. I got this, but deep down, <laughs> I was fully aware fully aware that I had nothing in control. I was just the clown in the story. 
I often felt like a clown in the story of my life. Yo, <laughs> this year was a fire. Control, <laughs> being in control. But when were we ever in control of change? When were we ever in control? <laughs> See, change has always been inevitable. Progress is the only choice therein. And with time, I understood that. Surrender and acceptance. Surrender and acceptance, as much as it has been a beautiful and necessary lesson this year, sometimes it has looked like free falling into and being present for reality. Being present for life as it is it as it is truly unfolding and not how I would have preferred for it to unfold. And Sometimes that reality has been unbelievably scary. It's scary to feel overwhelmed. It's scary to know that you're not in control of your own life. It's scary to feel helpless. It's scary to admit the presence of a dark cloud continuously hovering over your being, threatening to find eternal residence inside your soul. <laughs> it's scary to be in so much despair and distress that you do not know whether you will make it out alive, whether you'll make it out of the darkness with your life intact, but still will to be present even inside the darkness. And it's even scary to admit all these things. There are so many times this year when I just felt delicate and weary. I was so tired. My mind was tired. My heart was tired. And my body was tired too. My soul was definitely tired, weary. I had a little conversation with a dear one a few weeks ago. A conversation around mental health. And as I was talking to them about my musings around absence, their pill of absence, <laughs> I shared with them how it dawned on me that for an addict suffering from withdrawal in a rehab center, the severe intense pain that they suffer from may not solely be an aftermath of ailing from their desire yet inability to access drugs, a desire to be high. They might also, in my opinion, be ailing majorly from the pain of having to exist in reality, to see things as they truly are without escaping the realities of this world to stay conscious and present in pain and brokenness, they can no longer use drugs to, ex to escape. Absence is no longer an option. See, when there's too much pain in their heart and too much pain in their reality and too much pain in this world, they run to drugs to help them escape, to help them find happiness, to help them live in illusional joy for a while. They escape painful realities by using drugs so that they are not in the present. Addiction, therefore, is often a fruit and not the root. There's always a root issue 
and most of the times it's grounded in psychological complexities. Addiction is therefore often a way of escaping. I have expressed in poetry before how presence in one's reality, conscious presence, active presence is an act of stubborn resilience. It really takes so much courage to be present. And I pray for you who is listening to me today that you'll be present for your life as it unfolds, no matter what it currently looks like. Perhaps you currently are in hibernation as a survival strategy, a survival posture. And that's fair enough because it has kept you safe thus far. But I hope, I pray that you'll find within you the strength to be present in your reality. I know that presence sometimes, most times, can be a very very heavy word. The human reality, the human being and experience in this world can be so painful, necessitating escape. Sometimes you check off so often you don't even know what it means to be present. You're not even aware that you're often in flight mode, running, checking out, absenting yourself because checking out has taken you, has kept you alive for so long. Checking out into workaholic tendencies, checking out into habits of fixing, (laughs) fixing people or fixing problems because vulnerability is uncomfortable to linger in. So you'd rather fix things quickly and move on. Checking out into illusions, daydreaming, (laughs) imaginations of the people you love existing in a form that you wish they would exist in and not how they truly are not seeing them as they truly are. Checking out into a state of voicelessness because you've learned that speaking up is unsafe. So you nod and say yes to everyone and everything. Survival, hibernation. Flight might look like I cannot deal with this reality and I need to run away by creating a reality that does not exist, an alternate reality. And that may look like turning to abuse of drugs, alcohol, things, or people, also known as addiction. I learned this year to be present, to hold joy when it appeared, and hold grief to when it appeared. And sometimes in between, I held to the fear that someone was going to yank away my joy or my peace right before I got to enjoy it. And so the joy got stifled, stifled in my very hands, choked under my firm grip, as I attempted to preserve it long enough, it was in the end suffocated under the same hands that will to keep it safe. <laughs> in my eyes, joy was, joy was the ideal child and grief was the un- unwanted one. But I learned 
in due time that emotions are but messengers, wise messengers pointing in me the spaces that I needed, the awareness and the courage to look into, even feelings around grief, loss, jealousy, fear. They are but guides requiring simply the courage to examine, to be present, to listen. Let me give you an example of of how I have learned to be present, say for example, for feelings of jealousy. Awareness that seeing someone win today made me realize how much I desire that for myself. Being present, therefore, for feelings of dissatisfaction with the reality of things as they are unfolding in my own life, or perhaps feelings of insignificance. In what are these feelings founded? Are they founded in truth? What is within my control in this situation? Where do I need to be still and trust? Listening to this and welcoming them as wise messengers, guides, inviting me to see and address. I really don't know what your, what your, what your year has been like. Sometimes the end of a year is a catalyst for feelings of loss around where you had imagined you would be at this point of your life and presence in the reality that you could never be farther from that goal. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. In a strange way, in between, well, catching a quick breath within the tumultuous ride that has been my life this this year, I felt gratitude for the journey. Gratitude for what I learned in my process. Gratitude for what I lost and for what I gained because what I lost needed to be released. And what I gained required a process to enter into it. Life this year has felt like a labyrinth, like a maze of corridors and chambers, dark corners, blind alleys. And I was running down these corridors, sometimes thinking that I was making progress. But at the end of that corridor, I found out that it was leading nowhere. But with time, I learned that nowhere is still a place. Nowhere is still a place. Because the same journey that led you to a dead end is the same journey within which you picked resilience, seeing a strength within that you never knew existed. (laughs) You also might have picked wisdom within the journey because being being in a maze requires you to remember to remember which roots lead nowhere, which habits lead nowhere, and which ones are progressive. So even if you come to a dead end within this maze called, called life, you have to go back to the beginning and choose a different route. You're not starting, starting from scratch. You're starting from experience. I pray that in the coming year you'll have enough courage to go back to the beginning and choose a do-over once more, twice more, thrice more, 
four times more, as many times as are required for you to find that corridor that leads somewhere. Believe in second chances. However, be conscious enough to have the awareness that the same mistake can disguise itself as a new beginning. Forget about the longing for the past because that moment that you long for cannot exist without other moments that made the whole journey a dead end in the first place. So choose awareness. Choose awareness. You, my listeners, might know by now that I have been an avid advocate for the importance of self-awareness because what you're suppressing will come out anyway through subconscious reactions and moving things from subconscious reactions to more conscious ones will often help you to make better decisions in life. See, it's very common for a whole family to be stuck in cycles because people therein are living their lives in a subconscious way. That is the definition of generational trauma. Because so many adults walk around broken, but they really don't even know that they are broken. They never realize it. They never access a state of conscious awareness of self because when you start to investigate things and see them very consciously as they truly are and not how you wish for them to be, curiously approaching life with openness and questions, questioning everything that you have been certain about in your subconscious life, beginning with awareness of your behavior, your choices, the things and people that you naturally gravitate toward, your view of life and response to it, you're then able to see things very clearly and make better decisions in life to affirm, perhaps, and move full circle back to what you believed initially or to let go of, the, of some things that have been settled truths in your life, in your subconscious living. And it can be a very overwhelming journey because, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, change and transformation are not easy to embrace. Our bodies and minds have always been programmed to do what protects us, even if whatever they do to protect you is very harmful. Science has proved over and over again that human beings, like other living creatures as survival beings, when your body or mind perceives danger, it will revert to safety mechanisms that have kept you alive since childhood. And these safety mechanisms may be retrogressive behavior such as escaping by emotionally and mentally absenting oneself, creating illusions, fear of confrontation, also known as negative peace, people pleasing, Silence, freezing even when action is needed because your life is in danger. See, you've been doing these things for so long in your adult years, but you learn to keep yourself safe by doing those things when you are still a child experiencing real traumatic things. See, when you face subconsciously in this reality as an adult, an experience that is so similar to a childhood traumatic experience, all of a sudden you're now not living in the present. 
in that moment, you're back to your childhood, reliving the traumatic moment that is still tucked away in your subconscious and keeping yourself safe the way the childhood version of you would have kept themselves safe. Absenting, people-pleasing, humor as a guise, a mask. Your mind and your, mo- and your body need to understand that you are no longer a helpless child and you can learn healthier ways to exist in your body and your mind. You can make healthier choices and have healthier relationships instead of choosing the same familiar harmful paths but choosing differently is unfamiliar. Thus will feel unsafe. Journeying therefore into awareness as much as it can be an awfully painful endeavor It is in the same breath vital to accurate living, accurate existence in your body, mind, and spirit. It's so important to be conscious. It's so important to be conscious, so, so important. It's important to just question. There are things that you need to question about your life. I guess I'd say the way God created this world, the reality at least as I have experienced it, is that life will constantly position you for healing by placing you in situations that are very painful, especially if you're living subconsciously. Life will constantly highlight the the dissonance within you just to show you exactly what you need to address, exactly where to start, exactly where it hurts as a friend of mine once said in conversation. But human beings, as human beings, the knee-jerk reaction is to escape because addressing is painful. Escape has always been such a lucrative idea. And I feel like that's what many human beings usually do. Many human beings escape in different ways. Many people just don't want to face painful realities. They find ways to distract themselves from pain, distract themselves from grief, distract themselves from loss. Yet all these things are so common to every human being. It's so common for a human being to go through loss and to go through grief. Every human being at some point grieves over different things, whether they are conscious of it or not. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one, a friend, a relationship with a sibling or a parent, parents, loss in death, physical absence or loss by the coming to an end of that relationship, loss of legitimate expectations, how you thought things will be versus how they turned out. Maybe you thought that a relationship would mature into a lifelong partnership, but alas, (laughs) you are simply in a school of character development (laughs) who you thought the person in a valued relationship would be versus coming into a realization of who they truly are. All those are losses and many people not conscious enough to be present for grief. Many people prefer to escape. I guess it's also just part of societal realities, huh? 
in society we are often shamed for being emotional and feely yani hiyo ni kitu ya kulilia ah kama chozi kametoka akibeb kama chozi kametoka as telling a friend how is talking to my young cousins they're in primary school talking to them about the importance of emotions and allowing themselves to feel because <laughs> we were watching this movie some weeks ago about this rescue center that rescues rehabilitates and finally releases back into the sea sea creatures that have been injured in high sea and i remember at some point in that movie one of one of the dolphins that they had rescued and when the process of rehabilitating died and one of my cousins asked me mid movie haya why are they crying they are crying because the dolphin died samaki amekufa wakaanza kulia well aside from geeking out about the classes of animals and how a dolphin sees samaki <laughs> discussing with them the unique features that make dolphins mammals they really are still students and therefore it's it's a it's a teaching moment <laughs> i also at that moment felt like it will be so important to have a conversation with them to investigate their honest thoughts around expressing emotions especially grief over samaki ambaye amekufa as africans we often shamed for crying over loss feeling being emotional but i guess what what i'm just trying to say is it's so important to live your life consciously to be aware i am currently going through grief i am currently going through loss i am currently hurt because this person said this or that but most of the times when you ask most people what emotions they feel most human beings will come up with two emotions i feel happy or i feel sad <laughs> very few people are present with themselves to an extent where they are able to recognize and exist within the vast spectrum of what human emotions are joy helplessness peace shame contentment exhaustion surprise fear interest guilt love regret and others which are beyond sad or happy <laughs> awareness is very important awareness of yourself being aware being present it takes so much courage to be present in your body when you're going through pain when you're going through grief when you're going through loss when you're going through fear 
but isn't it beautiful that being present in your body to process grief or loss means that you'll also be present for the subsequent healing hmm. just beautiful most of the times we revert to default settings which may look like smoothing things over like when you when you're when you're feeling hurt and you respond with ah it wasn't that bad it's okay i choose forgiveness <laughs> forgiveness is a is very good yes tick but also it is important to be cognizant of the fact that there is a process you go through whose culmination then will probably be forgiveness there is a process in between so how about choosing presence over denial hmm? it's okay to feel hurt it's a fair and reasonable response to pain betrayal or disappointment you need to allow yourself always to show up as a fully feeling you <laughs> my good people yo this one has been the longest episode on this podcast so far <laughs> just to remind you that self awareness is a necessity it's a vital responsibility you owe it to yourself to walk consciously there's so much to say about mental health and the usefulness of self awareness that i cannot even begin to attempt to compress all that into one episode but i must say that it's been my absolute pleasure to have your full attention for this conversation i truly hope that my musings in this very very long episode will help you navigate life a bit more smoothly take care of you take care of your mind take care of your heart believe that your health and well-being are an essential part of your existence stay kind to you and those around you until next time very likely to be next year merry christmas to you and yours bye bye